Welcome to Conservation Unfiltered, presented by Conserve the Wild, your destination for an unfiltered look at conservation. Now let's get wild. Welcome to another episode of the Conservation Unfiltered podcast. I want to thank you for listening in on this episode. I also want to wish you a happy new year. This is the first time you're hearing my voice in the year 2020. We have some really great episodes lined up for this year. Unfortunately, we're going to start with episode number 32, A Road Trip to Disappointment. I say unfortunately, and I'm sure you can hear the disappointment in my voice, that has nothing to do with this actual recording of the episode or the podcast itself. I'm actually very, very excited with some of the things we have planned for 2020, and we will talk about that in a future episode. Unfortunately, this episode focuses on a hugely disappointing road trip that I took with my father. So, let's talk about the plan. The plan was that myself, my father, and my two dogs, two Britneys, were going to pack up the truck with a bunch of gear and some food. We were going to drive to North Dakota, stay there for about four days, hunt pheasants, for those four days and we were extremely excited about this trip the plan started off pretty pretty good um, we were planning to leave the day after Christmas which we did we were unsure exactly how it was all going to hash out knowing that late December is a can be a rough time of year weather-wise in North Dakota. Everything looked to be just about perfect. We checked the weather. We were watching the weather for weeks uh, before the trip, and everything just seemed to really be working out in our favor. So we left at about 8 o'clock from my father's house, uh, you know, extra 20 minutes of drive time for me to get from my house to my father's house, Trucks packed up. We'll leave around 8 o'clock, which we had just about perfect travel conditions. There was, uh, it was a nice cloudy day, uh, so no sun, no precipitation at all. Um, the only traffic that we ran into was in Chicago. We had Chicago at not the, the best time for travel-wise uh, on a Thursday, but, um, you know, even... That said, the the traffic wasn't as bad as either of us expected. Uh, drove pretty much straight through to Wisconsin, just about the middle middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, uh, and pulled over at a rest stop around nine o'clock in the evening. And neither one of us are big drivers, uh, so we took many breaks, uh, especially having the dogs. And this is the first long road trip for the dogs. Uh, I've always taken the dogs with me to the cabin, which is about an hour and a half. Uh, away from my house, so, you know, big long trips, not something that the dogs are used to, 
So we wanted to make sure we were giving them ample opportunities to, you know, to stop and, and put them on the leash and let them walk around and go to the bathroom and feed them when they need to be fed and, and all those things. Uh, we need to make sure that, that we fed ourselves as well because we were anticipating uh, long walks in the fields and, and things like that. So we wanted to make sure we were hydrated, all that stuff. So lots of stops along the way, uh, stopping for gas, that kind of thing. But we were able to stop in Wisconsin. Uh, we stopped and, and we spent uh, a good probably five or six hours at the rest stop in Wisconsin trying to sleep in the truck, which we had planned to do. We knew it would be cold. We had some extra blankets and stuff. It was about 10 degrees outside. So in order to stave off a little bit of the chilliness of the night, uh, two or three times throughout that night, we just turned the truck on just to, to get some warm air blowing in the truck, you know, for about 10 or 15 minutes. And then we turned the truck back off and continue to sort of basically nap. Uh, about four or five hours after stopping, uh, this was about four o'clock in the morning, we decided that it was a good time to just get on the road. We weren't really getting any better. We weren't going to be any more rested by sleeping in the truck uh, with the dog. So got back on the road probably around 4.30 or so. And we arrived in our destination of Oaks, North Dakota, where we were staying uh, at about 11 o'clock. Now, when we left Wisconsin, we made sure to check the weather. At 4 o'clock in the morning, central time, we noticed that the weather said there was going to be some snow in Oaks, North Dakota said that there was they were planning to get about one to three inches of snow on Friday, when which would be the day that we were arriving, another one to three inches on Saturday, and then five to eight inches on Sunday. We looked at that. We said, okay, worst case scenario, there's 11 inches of snow. Maybe 12. Not that big of a deal. We can handle that. Spread out like that. Eh, we might not get great hunting conditions on Sunday, but you know it's worth the trip to make it there. So we get there around 11 o'clock. And when we pull into where we were staying, and I have to give a shout out to the Twin Pines Inn in downtown Oaks, North Dakota. The first thing that the owner said to us was, go get groceries. We were taken aback. We didn't understand you know, what she was talking about. It turns out that in that six to eight hours that it took us to get from Wisconsin to North Dakota, the weather changed. And a system that was moving from south to north uh, through Arizona, New Mexico, and, and moving north uh, that was originally supposed to move through eastern Montana before swinging east into North Dakota Turned out it was heading on more of an east, it forecasted to head on more of an eastern path, northeastern path, that brought it right up through central and eastern North Dakota. When we looked at the weather again, basically the five to eight inches that we were looking at on Sunday uh, and all that with minimal winds. It looked to be really a perfect time for us to hunt pheasants with the dogs out there. Turned into um, five to eight inches Friday night into Saturday, uh, another 
three to five inches on Saturday, if not maybe more. And then sort of the worst case scenario, 15 to 20 inches of snow and 50 mile an hour winds forecasted for Sunday. Boy, that's not what we wanted to see. <laughs> um, after some a brief discussion and sort of coming up with options, my father and I sort of settled on three possible scenarios that we could act on. One was to basically just ride it out, see how accurate the meteorologists were going to be. We thought worst case scenario, what that would mean was we would hunt Friday afternoon. We would hunt Saturday morning, ride out the storm until we could get back on the road and head home, which would be probably Wednesday or Thursday of that following week. Another option would be to just hightail it out of there, beat the storm, head back home with our, you know, tuck our tails between our legs. The third option would be to hunt a couple plots, properties that um, we had, re I had researched ahead of time, one that had been shared with me by uh, a friend, and then head home. Looking at the storm, looking at what the forecasts were, we decided to tuck tail and run. We decided to make the adult decision, the safe decision, and basically get on the other side of Minnesota, back towards our home state of Pennsylvania. We felt if we could find a hotel in Wisconsin or further east, we would be able to get a good night's rest, get up, and make the final push uh, to come back home with the dogs. And that's what we did. We drove basically until dark, a uh, little past dark, which took us into Euclid, Wisconsin. We got a hotel room at a Motel 6 because it's pet friendly, and it was only $34 for the night, single bed, you know, uh, just a double bed for the two of us to share with the dogs. Um, not the best situation possible, but um, was definitely, in hindsight, one of the better decisions that we made. We woke up at roughly 6 o'clock in the morning central time, realized that the storm was tracking even further east. Uh, no, I'm not even going to say tracking further east. Growing in size east to west than was anticipated, and we needed to really get on the road. So we were back on the road by 6.30. We were able to outrun the majority of that storm. So we hit a couple very short, quick bands of some sleet uh, through Wisconsin, which really had no impact on the roads at all for travel for us. Uh, we did hit some rain, about 45 minutes of rain uh, in Rockford, Illinois, right before we got to Chicago. Very minimal traffic in Chicago, and then it was just clear sailing the rest of the way home. So, what does that mean? What does that total for us? Well, that totals 2,346 uh, 2, miles. We did that in 57 hours. There was $80 in tolls for us. Each person factoring in gas and the hotel and the tolls uh, between me and my dad, it was about $225 a piece is what we had 
personally invested financially and then the 57 hours and the 2300 miles invested on on vehicle and driving that's what we had invested in this trip we did not purchase our non-state non-resident north dakota hunting license because we knew that weather was going to be part of it so we didn't you know it could have been a factor so we didn't want to we didn't want to purchase that ahead of time. Um, we were going to wait until we got there. That was good for us because that saved us each $120 a piece. I got to give that shout out to Twin Pines because not only did uh, did they give us the heads up that this blizzard was coming and give us the option to leave, but they did not charge us for anything. Um, we you know, canceled literally when we got there, right? Um, and there was they didn't even charge us for one night. So just the that kind of business is just tremendous to us in customer service. Um, she was very, they were very, under, the owners were very understanding and they felt just as, I feel like they were just as disappointed as we were, uh, that we were not staying and, and all that kind of thing. So there was major amounts of, disappointment on that trip home continuing this is now I've waited as long as possible to record this episode because I didn't want the disappointment to come through too much in the podcast but it's still there um you know my two dogs are are 11 and 7 years old that we brought with us this was sort of like the last hurrah for my 11 year old dog I was sort of looking at this as pretty much you know the last time I take her hunting um, you know, other than maybe taking her for an hour or so here or there, maybe this upcoming season. And that did not happen. So what do we take away from this trip other than just the massive amount of disappointment? Well, I found out that my two dogs are perfect for travel. I can take them for as long as I want on as many road trips as I want. And my dogs are going to handle it beautifully. They did not bother us. They just hung out with us, um, did a lot of just laying down in the back seat. They were the perfect travel companion. So that was that was awesome to realize. We also had perfect travel conditions. So I can't say that this was worst case scenario for us because worst case scenario would be, you know, accidents, bad travel, speeding tickets, things like that. We had perfect travel conditions other than a little bit of rain and very minimal traffic. It was perfect travel conditions. There were no speeding tickets, no flat tires, no accidents, no bad backups of traffic. We didn't get stuck on an interstate somewhere or anything like that. Um, So this wasn't worst case scenario. But take it one tick back from that worst case scenario, and that's what this was. Um, another positive that we that we had that that was also added that ha- that has also added to this dis- disappointment factor is that driving through North Dakota at seventy seventy five miles per hour on their long, straight, flat state highways that we are not used to being from Western Pennsylvania. We saw more pheasants and more roosters driving that fast along the road than we do seeing stalked pheasants in Pennsylvania when we're actively hunting them and know where they are being stalked. 
it was absolutely amazing to us East Coasters <laughs> the amount of pheasants that are around in North Dakota. I'm not going to hotspot specific locations, but as long as this winter is not too terrible on the pheasants, as long as spring weather is not too bad for nesting, boy, the population numbers of pheasants in, in North Dakota is really, really strong. So what that means for us, and something that um, we're not going to make public, is that we've made a decision on, on what we're going to be doing for a hunting trip for next year. Not going to make it officially official yet. There's a lot of variables between now and then, but um, it it definitely North Dakota definitely you know showed a whole lot of promise for anyone who is looking to pheasant hunt. We are extremely disappointed. We were hoping to share with you stories of our North Dakota hunting trips and trip and you know the birds that we shot and the share with you content uh in the form of pictures of the landscape and um information about the plots programs and the plots land that is there we're still going to provide some of that in a future episode um but not in the capacity that i had envisioned seeing that in the capacity i envisioned was to do it while we were on location that is not the case. <laughs> you know, we planned for just about every contingency, and I feel like we planned well. We'll be doing a future episode where we talk about planning for hunting trips and for destination adventures, uh, whether that's hiking or kayaking and things like that. We'll be covering those topics this year. I feel like doing this being our only our second trip, we planned and did everything as well as we possibly could have. The only thing we were unable to control was the weather. And that's what beat us. The timing of that storm coming through was just perfectly timed for us not to do what we had planned to do the only thing we can't control it's the only thing we can't control and I keep trying to tell myself that because that was the only thing that kept this trip from being the absolute best trip I had ever been on so yeah it sucked next week we're gonna have a really good episode I had planned to do an on-site interview with uh, Pheasants Forever at their headquarters. Unfortunately, because of the storm and us having to sort of race home to try to beat that storm, that didn't happen. But the interview is happening, did happen remotely. So uh, I will have Jared Wicklid from Pheasants Forever on the podcast next week to let us know what Pheasants Forever does, uh, why it is important to have a conservation group solely focused on pheasants, which are a non-native species to uh, the United States, and what it is that they benefit, what their mission is, and how they go about that mission. So make sure you join us next week. Until then, here's what I want you to do. Subscribe. 
If you are listening to this episode, if you have listened to multiple episodes, hit that subscribe button. Then every time that our a new episode is rele- released, you will be notified and you can listen to that episode. Hit the hit that subscribe button in whatever app it is that you're listening. If you're listening on the uh, conservewild.org website, no way for you to con- to for you to uh, subscribe. Just keep popping back in every Tuesday afternoon for new episodes and and keep watch of the the uh, Twitter profile and the Instagram profile for new updates of the newest episodes and until next week of course of course of course always stay wild Mm -hmm.